Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michaels. We return to our Mask of Nirothtep campaign in our Kenya finale series. And so at the top of the show, we'd like to do is we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. So if you hadn't had a chance to check out what we offer on Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to us there to see visual content and even the live stuff we've done with this cast uh, last year. So that out of the way, I will begin with introductions to my right. This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea and I have a ritual to start. Yeah, it's uh, it's time to cook, right? Yep, with our our vo- volunteers. Sure. <laughs> Call them whatever you like at this point, I guess, right? Right. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane and I just have to pick which group I'm going with. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Choices. Your your life now is a series of choices, as if it wasn't already. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and this is it. That's the year. Yeah. We're at the end. <laughs> the end game arrives to Jack's right. This is Lonnie, and I play Robert Drummond. One down, a few to go. Ah, yes. Uh, we, of course, are likely referencing the aforementioned Reggie last episode. I am a man obsessed with petty revenge. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, revenge comes in a lot of forms, Mr. Drummond. And to his right. Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And um, here at the end of all things, it's nice to know that we have a few spare parts if there are any injuries. Wow. Yeah, a veritable junkyard of human awful. Uh, just next door, Doctor. Yeah. And last, most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Sam Biron, who, uh, I mean, I, I guess maybe we are living in the last days, but I'd like to think there's so much more to come. I think it's important to have hope. And at the same time, as your keeper, I'll remind you that this is a game based around Call of Cthulhu. And on that note, I'll raise the curtain. We return to a very tragic cave where a small group has made their way inside, done a little bit of investigating, found some very terrible fates that have befallen people and have now come back out to report back. Miss O'Shea has begun the ritual with the assistance of uh, the guide, Kwame, and uh, likely her village assistants. As the chant was raised last episode, it continues now. And now we must determine 
where our investigators will go, who will stay, and who will continue. So I turn to Robert, who's still with me at the door, and I will indicate to him how this thing works. Whatever this mechanism is, this button, this lever, this whatever, this thing that pushes or slides. I can't go with you. I have a pack to keep, but keep him safe, yeah? Look. That wasn't a question. Oh, it's not a question. Where am I more useful? You don't want to stick around for what's about to happen? I didn't want to be here for what's about to happen to start with. Just don't let them finish that ritual. You're going to go by yourself? Really? No, I'm not going. I'm, I have to go help Maeve. Like I said, I have a promise to keep. Okay, then, yeah. Okay, I misunderstood. I'll pat him on the shoulder. Uh, and I'll go back to the cave entrance. Okay. Yeah, I go back to the front of the cave, not knowing that Sam was coming back up. I look at Jack and say, they're manning the other entrance or wherever that might lead. I'm going to go with him. I think you should stay here. Jack Doyle, when when did I start listening to you? No, listen, okay? Whoever goes up there is probably not coming back. Well, I mean, we knew it might be a one-way trip. We talked about that. I'm going to go up there. But you should stay here. The hell you're going up there without me? If you're going, I'm going. Fine. That sounds like a great plan turn around to see Sam standing there. You left Robert all alone? Just for a little bit. I'm sure he's not peeing himself quite yet. You might want to help him. Yeah, I'm avoiding looking at the villagers that are lined up in the cave and anywhere else they might be. They're likely just a bit outside of the cave on the ledge. You can hear the chant going on outside. Well, I avoid going out there. Because feel ashamed that people have to die to save everybody else. Innocent people. Doctor, what are you going to do? I think, as you said, Jack, whoever is going up there is probably not coming back down here. Um, and if they are, they won't be as useful. I think I will stay here, Jack. I will at least be useful here. And up there, I will probably be... Something for someone else to trip over. <laughs> we both know it's true. There's going to be a lot of bleeding here, Doctor. Thank you. Yeah. As always, I will be where the blood is. For good or for ill. <laughs> hey, Jack. Uh, you remember this thing? I will uh, pass him my other um, flask. Do you know how this thing works? Mm-hmm. You can't spit it up. Right. Is it that bad? It's the worst. Enjoy it. All right. Well, thanks. I extend my hand to the doctor. May we meet again? <laughs> we we will always meet again, my dear. Don't worry. I would have left my scepters in an X at the doorway for whoever wants to pick them up. I'm not sure that they would understand that. Hmm, they might true. see it as a, um, a way of barring the door. Which... I'll leave it open to interpretation. I think if the doctor and I are standing here, then it would behoove both of us to to utilize the scepters. I have my set, and the doctor knows how to use them. I think I can figure it out. 
picks up the other set, kind of looks at them, eyes them as if they were a set of surgical tools. Crude, but mm, possibly effective. Gives them an expert heft. <laughs> yeah, tell Maeve when it's all over. Thanks. I'm sure this was hard to do. It will be not easy for any of us. And don't worry, I will see all of you again in your dreams. Oh, that's comforting. It's been a pleasure, Doctor. You as well. And Sam, take care of them. With my life. Maeve conveniently started a ritual so she doesn't have to say goodbye. Then the people going up then are, are Jack and Lillian and Robert. Is that correct? That's what it looks like. Yep. Yep. Oof. Yes. I don't think that's enough people. Okay. So let it be written. So let it be done. Uh, those of you heading back in get a, a sense that something is coming. That the mountain is beginning to vibrate. There's tension here. Beyond the coppery soaked air uh, and for those of you seeing the awfulness that lay inside uh, not that sand rolls are necessary for any of you you've seen more than your fair share of bodies it does cause you at least half a moment at the extent that is here Jack you may not take sand loss from it but seeing the carnage is something else you're taken to a statue. Uh, and at that point, I guess the question is uh, perhaps to you, Robert, what will you do then? I will look at both of them. I will nod and I will activate the switch. Okay, you activate the switch. As you press the plate in, <clears throat> you hear a deep rumbling that goes through the cavern space. And behind the statue, an enormous wall begins to come down, sliding further and further down, which reveals a six-meter-wide ramp that goes up. All right, I guess we go up. Hopefully they're busy paying attention to their bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Okay. Yeah, I go in between Robert and and Jack. Okay. You fit yourself in fairly securely between the two of them, and the three of you make your way up for quite a while. Um, these, this ramp, this incline as it goes up, uh, curves along the side of the mountain. Here and there, there's even a torch which flickers. You don't see any pictures or inscriptions to decorate the walls. It's all cut and purpose-built to continue to spiral up. Um, there are some spots along the way that the tunnel wall, the stone of it, has pulled apart a little bit. And it leaves narrow and very deep fissures uh, or 
it might slump, creating a dip, or rise, creating something that you have to climb over. And so as you make your way up, I'm going to ask for climb rolls from everybody here. Yeah, I got a 55 out of 20. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Lillian? I'm going to spend a hand of fate for you, and I'll make that a success. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Patreon. I got a 28 out of uh, 47. Uh, And then Mr. Drummond, if you would. I rolled a 43 over 20. I will spend 23 luck to make that a success. Okay. This process of climbing up, even at a steady pace, you realize is taking more time than you expected. So back down on the ledge. Miss O'Shea, you are going through the paces. You are keeping your people going. Now, if you would, perhaps give us a, a bit of um, what you're going to have to do, what, what process you're going to have to go through. It says that um, I only need a few ounces of blood, so I was hoping that like we could go from one end of the line and then we pass it all forward. Like we have a little bowl because it's got to be poured because I have to, as I'm carving the eye and we're chanting, I have to pour the blood into the eye. Mm-hmm. And then, and then every hour more energy is sapped from everyone, whether they know it or not. Right. It's just so given. If you're going to continue to pour mm-hmm. and carve at the same time, that is going to present you some challenges. Because you'll be carving into stone. Right. That mm-hmm. says it has to be a hard surface. Yep. That stone is definitely a hard surface. Um, your knife can certainly cut into stone. Yeah. I guess the, the doctor and I can probably, t- well, I don't want to volunteer him, but I imagine we'll have to tend to the bloodletting. So. Certainly. Well, I guess it's, I carve it first and then start pouring blood into okay. it. Okay. So you're carving right now, but you're going to go through the process of at least letting the doctor and Kwame and like the Sam understand what your needs will be. Mm-hmm. So that process begins uh, in earnest and then you start the chant because you have to get it started. Mm-hmm. Doc may not 100% understand the need for blood in the ritual, but he does not doubt Maeve even a little bit. So this will be the most medically sanitary environment that he can muster for bloodletting. If it must happen and these people are to live afterwards, they they shan't be getting infections here. Question for the keeper. Are my claws sharper than his scalpel? Yes. I will I will relay that to the doctor. I will show the doctor my gauntlet and I will one by one hold the hand of one of the the people mm-hmm. and allow him to instruct me in how to cut this person. Um one at a time. And uh Doc Gibbs Places that will heal quickly, least chance of continued wound or infection, and least amount of care afterwards. 
if you can. Doc, I'd like you to make me a medicine roll. I'm going to subsequently ask for another skill roll after it, but medicine first. All right, medicine uh, 85 under 91. Okay. So medicine is success. It's a pass. And now mm. an occult roll. 36 under 45. You have a spark of insight. Hmm. You figure out there there is a way to serve both requirements. And Maeve is going to need a continuous supply of blood. Um, while you don't have the IVs, the lines necessary to hook everyone up, you do think it might be possible to arrange them physically in a pyramidal shape that they could potentially in a way um, use the body's natural curves and um, certain arm positions to create a stream from one to another to another to another to basically form like a human channel essentially like a blood pyramid a blood aqueduct or a blood pyramid yes yes plasma duct gotcha all right he as he's letting the blood then and the people are you know one by one after they leave the bloodletting part he's very carefully arranging them as well so this is um a rather strange shape and you can't not notice that as you are creating this eye of light and darkness shape this ritual carving Maeve that the doctor is creating an inverted pyramid of blood over it and while that is going on and Sam is clearly helping because he's the only one that's going to have sort of an eye in the immediate space I'm going to have him make a spot hidden roll sure that is a one Ooh, five points of luck immediately to you. I'm so excited. And tell me what I'm afraid to see. Well, I think that all matters. I, I don't think you fear this person. At least, I don't think. Um, but walking up that ledge towards the mouth of the cave is a haggard, blonde man who sort of stays a good you know, 50 or so feet away, but he's not hiding himself. No fucking way. Am I done cutting people? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Dead man walking. I say it loud enough for the doctor to hear, and I raise my shotgun. Doc frantically looks around at all of the people that he was bleeding <laughs> just recently, just momentarily. It was like, oh my, I might, oh, I really have to be careful with those turned faces. How far away is he? Probably 50 feet. He's out of the major light. He doesn't exude any light himself. You are having to have light here near the ritual space to have uh, the visual to be able to see where you're carving at. And it, it, There's probably a couple of torches, if not a lantern, plus all the um, slightly whimpering villagers that you're bleeding out slowly. Yeah, if he's if he's in range, I'll put the torch on him. Um, I don't think your torch is going to go 50 feet. I don't know how dark it is yet, so... It's 
past just past dusk. Okay. Do I think does it seem that he's he's heading in our direction, I'm guessing. Does he does it look like he's seen me? He is heading in your direction. But he has come to a a point where he's not in the circle space and he doesn't have any obvious weapons. He has like dark gray pants and a mostly a formerly nice white linen shirt, which is rolled up to the elbows. He wears a white shirt underneath it. Well, I don't trust him at all, but at this range, I'm not going to hit him with a shotgun. So I will drop the shotgun into its sling and I will take both scepters and I will cross them in front of myself. And I'm going to wait for him to get into, I guess, yelling range. He has a very distinct look. Even as he makes him makes his presence known and walks a little closer, he's not getting terribly close to what's going on. Uh, he's trying his best to sort of skirt this space, although the ritual space takes up essentially the entire spot at the end of the ledge. The hell are you doing here, Carlisle? I'm here to end this. I started it. So you're saying you want to help? He looks. He gives you a funny look. Help. Because that's what we're here to do, end this. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't cut you the fuck down right now. Doc's voice next to Sam. Slightly less German accent than normal. Because he has a certain amount of blood that might be helpful. You think for a second you you can cut me down? Well, I do have the high ground. You might have the high ground, but... That ritual she's performing can't be broken. Fuck with me, and I'll fuck with it. I have a score to settle. You touch any of these people, or any of my people, I will hunt you to the ends of the earth. You fucking understand me. This is your fault. What are you, printing newspaper, pal? I already know it's my fault. He gets a little closer. You have seen, Sam, you have seen the eyes of desperate men. Carla doesn't look desperate. He looks really determined, but he doesn't necessarily look like he's in his right mind. Which kind of par for the course around here. When he gets to within 30 feet, maybe you become aware that Roger Carlisle is here. Doesn't stop you from what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you are aware he's here. Which I guess I've should have expected because I knew that. He told me that. I thought I told them that that when I saw him. I think you told them that. I think you told them that you saw him and that Roger didn't feel like it was over for him. Yeah. He puts his hands up in a reasonably passive position to show you that he's not carrying any weapons. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. I know what these people can do. On his left palm, there is a black triangle. In his right palm, there is a what looks like the shape of an eye. A lidless eye. I'm going to need you to go ahead and put your hands in your pockets, Carlisle. <laughs> he stuffs them in his pants. So what do you intend to do here to settle your score? I'm here for Hypatia. Okay, and you're going to what? Abscond with her? Run off to the Caribbean? 
hunker down, raise a family? It's really not that complex. I had something taken from me. I want it back. I'm gonna need you to be real specific. Roger, what are you doing here? You know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. This vague shit doesn't fly with me. Years ago, whispers in my own dreams invaded my head that thing they worship at the top of the mountain. It stole, it stripped away, itch by itch. Every time I had a dream, it would rob me of something else. It replaced it with amorous uh, advances towards a woman from Africa I had never met. I began to dream about her. I began to want her. I began to see her as a key to unlocking the power that was within me. The power that I knew was there. And it was all a big game. He can't help but just like gesticulate with his hands. And so he tries to keep them down. Pockets, Roger. You can't kill me. You might think you can. I've paid my price before I came to this mountain tonight. It's going to take more than buckshot to put me down. Anyway, I'm not here for you. I'm here for Hypatia. But not in the way you think. You see, the link between him, it, that thing, and me works both ways. It likes to think that it has all the secrets. That it it doesn't talk when, when it's not moving its mouth, but it does. It talks all the time. And when it talks, it reveals things. Things that it doesn't want to say, but it says anyway. I don't think there's a shred of Hypatia left. But that priestess stole her from me. They stole what we could have had. They forced... They forced her to do things. And that's why... I'm here. It doesn't matter if I walk out of the mountain again. There is no Caribbean sunset for me. All that shit's in the past. It ends here. Now get out of my way. How about... No. Roger. This isn't your play. This isn't your show. You already fucked this. So you don't get to tell me to get out of your way. If you want to help put an end to this, you are going to put your fucking nose down. You're going to calmly walk by all these people. You're going to announce yourself to the people that we have inside. And you're going to help them finish this. And if I hear anything out of your mouth that isn't okay, I'm going to rip your tongue out myself. Okay? You hear a screech on the air. Carlisle doesn't move. He doesn't even flinch. Neither do I. You hear another. These are screeches that many of you have heard before. And the air around the mountain shifts. Yeah, we knew they were coming. And all Roger does is look into the air. She's waiting. Okay. I step aside. Roger walks around the circle. He doesn't get close to anyone he doesn't have to. And he passes through 
the mouth of the tunnel and disappears into the darkness. After he passes, I look up at Maeve. Um, I know she's busy, but I look up. Looking up, you spot against the twilight skies now three forms, three winged forms surging down the mountain towards you. And I will get back to the ledge folks in a minute. Back inside the mountain, uh, the, the course up gets to levels off just for a little bit. And you take a minute or so to probably catch your breath. Um, this is arduous climbing, especially some of the deeper, deeper portions of where these fissures go. Those are the tough parts because if you can't jump them, you have to climb down at a very steep grade and then try to climb back up and the climb back up is the tough part. Jack, you've actually taken to sort of trying to jump over some of them because it just, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, you and Mr. Drummond have employed rope to, to pull people or to allow Lillian to cross um, with you, the two of you being sort of guiding standing stones. There's a lot of ways that that climb roll gets used throughout. Uh, you get to that small stretch, maybe no more than 30 or 40 feet of just flat walkway. Something that doesn't have an incline. Um, and you can see that there are white and red robes here. Scores of them. And there must be five? Five dozen? I grab one. It doesn't fit, of course, Miss Lane. It's way too big. I'll take one. I'll get one. Okay. They have the used trait. We'll just put it that way. So they're not fresh or clean. They have been utilized. Um, but they do cover you, and they are covered with a, a swirling red striping that goes down um, the left and the right-hand side. No onk. Nothing inverted like that, but there's definitely something uh, to them. You sort of have to... Uh, you ever seen a toddler try to tumble their way through like a stack of dirty clothes? That's sort of what the three of you were doing, but you make it through. And you continue your climb upward. And now I'll have the three of you make listen rolls. I have a 29 out of 79. I have a 19 out of 40, 57. I have a 78 out of 65. Okay, so... Miss Lane and Jack, you hear what you can only describe as a low-level hum that seems to oscillate in pitch. It almost reminds you of some of the sounds you heard while you were above on the ground floor of the Juju house. That thing. I mean, there's definitely space for a Chakota here, but you don't see one. Right, or it, it, it actually... Does it sound like it might be a large group of people chanting? It certainly could be, yes. Okay. 
I think we're getting close. Seems like it. Do you continue on? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You continue on. Um, Another 10 minutes passes. There is a strong breeze that gusts up the tunnel. It forces you to brace yourself against the walls. It nearly bowls the three of you over. And then it comes to an immediate stop. And you feel it before you see it, Jack. There's somebody else here. Ahead of us? No, you think they're behind you. I'll whirl and draw my gun. You whirl, you draw your gun, it stops. Like, you draw your gun and you hit like a physical form of a person and you see Roger Carlisle staring at you I'll take two steps back real quick train my keep train my gun on him Mr. Carlisle yes where'd you come from down that way he says sort of flippantly do you follow us here not intentionally I knew you were coming I have to admit that As far as strategy goes, it would be way easier to see what you might have dug up along the way. You were easy to follow. What with the, well, small village you carried with you. Are they, uh, my friends okay? As far as I'm aware, yes. They may be, um, encountering some very, um, large lizards. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Bianchi, but I'm certain they'll be fine. We've seen one or two. If you don't mind, he tries to, like, move past you. I I need to be going. Going where exactly? Oh, um, to the top of the mountain. Assumably where you're going. The great, the great, the great temple. Enjoying your friends? Friends? No. I don't have any friends up there, Mr. Doyle. I don't have any friends. All right, then. What's your plan? Find the source of the problem here in the mountain and deal with it. Okay, so basically the same plan we had. I'm not sure we're after the same thing. But that doesn't make us enemies. What are you after? I'm after... the source of the problem on Earth. The priestess? That's one. And of course Hypatia. He sort of gives you a sour look almost. Of of course, if she's alive. Well, isn't she the one supposed to be carrying the child? You've done your reading. We surmised a few things. She came out of that pyramid, changed. We all did. She wanted something that she'd lost. And of course, that pharaoh gives you whatever you ask for and more. But it all sours it. It's just twisted. You're going to wear those? 
Not very fashionable for you, Miss Lane. I look down at the oversized robes. And what would your father say, really? I mean, red is truly my color. Human blood red? I mean, as evident all over the rest of me. (laughs) Yes, um... You've become quite something different, I imagine. I I shrug the the robes off. I'm like, he's right. We're not going to be hidden under these. We are only going to be constrained from our weapons. Oh, no, you do understand why they're there, right? He points to the big pile. To where? Oh, no, no, the opposite, actually. All of the um, rituals done by those in favor of... The great god, Nyarlathotep, do so in the nude. So you're going to have to have a, um, a quick think about how you'd like to blend in. That's right. Personally, I say forego it. Do whatever cowboy diplomacy you choose to here. I need to be going. He extends his hands wide, Jack, and you can see the pyramid and the eye on either of his palms. Well, we're trying not to kill you when it comes down to it. I appreciate the same from you. I bear you no ill will. But I will say this. Your associate downstairs made it very clear that I'm to not interfere or touch you in any way. He was very clear. So... I will simply ask the same of you in this regard. Miss Masters is mine. Do not touch her. Very well. He extends his right hand. I'll shake. Make a power roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 20 under, uh, what is mine, 50? Yeah. yeah. 20 under 50, huh? Let's see. Let me see how Raj is doing tonight. See if he's ready. Okay, so that is a 21. Um, His POW is a little higher than yours. And so he is going to spend seven points of magic, Jack. And he is going to convert that into armor points for you. It feels familiar? Uh, No, not this time. This feels a little different. This doesn't feel like scales at all. Stone. Well, I mean, I'm sure mine is scales. <laughs> yeah, yours is oh, 100% scales. 26 points of armor against sound magical attacks for each magic point. So I'm going to roll uh, 76 now. That's 30 points of armor, Jack. Jesus Christ. Goddamn. Um, you feel your body bulge. Yeah. <laughs> Your skin gets thicker, like you noticeably swell, uh, almost, I, almost in a Mister Hyde sort of way, like you physically stretch all of your shirt linens, your pants. Um, yeah, you go through like a. Like a um, Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron sort of change. All of the veins in your neck get very thick. You lose most of your neck to the muscles in your shoulders. All of you who are there see the change. 
And then when you take your hand away from him, you realize that in in your right hand, you now have a lidless eye tattooed into the bottom of your palm. Well, I guess I should thank you. He sort of gives you a smirk and then turns around and hustles off up the hill. Back down on the ledge. I would like to know the dexterity order of our participants. Doc, I believe, is a 55. I'm a 65. Mm -hmm. I think Sam's a 75. 75, yep. It's almost like you've done this before. You don't want me knowing what your your dexterity is. Maybe you do. None of the other villagers will have an, an action. And in effect, you really don't want them to take an action. Right. So on this outcropping that Doc, you and Sam are standing on, I'll say that from the tip of the ledge to the back wall, meaning like the wall of the actual mountain, it's maybe three yards. It's about nine to 10 feet at maximum. You have created, and a part of that, this blood pyramid. As you look out at the scenery of Kenya, to the right and to the left of where these the ritual circle is, these Biaki land. Okay. I'm guessing they're looking at us, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will um, kneel down to my bag and unsling the rifle, which I will pitch to the doctor. Okay. It is a 45 Martini Henry. Ooh. Big, big boom. Okay. So it's, it's, big, it's the biggest boom you got. So, uh, and I will, uh, as far as I know, Biaki don't have attacks that would that would be spared by these scepters and I have a book on them I don't I don't think it was anything about them casting spells no um, they like to eat and shred so I will um, holster the scepters okay. and I'm gonna grab shotgun in one hand and I'll make a fist with the other one and I'm going to see what these things are going to do. Doc will pull the sword from the cane. There's a beautiful ring here. He lays the wooden part of the cane to the side and uh, keeps the rifle close. He's rubbish with a rifle, but I mean, you know, we all get lucky with that one shot, right? Mm-hmm. And Lonnie's character's upstairs, so there's very little chance of me putting a cup holder in him, so... Because I am not giving blood or anything, mm-hmm. I and I've already carved the eye, and because the doctor was smart enough to make, you know, basically a flow of blood, mm-hmm. I can actually look away and stop chanting. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, because it's just the people chanting and giving pow that have to, that cannot stop. Right, and luckily enough for you, you have Kwame here to lead the... The Swahili version of this chorus. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you'll actually be able to take an action. So, Sam, on 75, you pass the rifle off then to the doctor? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say that the Martinelli's on a, on a 
sling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really all you're doing is just discarding a weapon. That's not an action per se. It's a drop item for me. Sure. Okay. How far away are these things? At this point, um, no more than 30 feet. I mean, one to the left, one to the right. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want to wait for them to come to us mm-hmm. because they'll just disrupt this whole pyramid. So uh, do I see, does Maeve clamber down? Is that what's happening? Is she wall sliding? No, I just turn and look up. Okay. Okay. Going right, Doctor. And then I go right. Okay. So um, you're, you will be allowed a um, ready weapon and fire. So the, if you're using the shotgun, it'd be a single trigger pull because you won't have the full combat action. I am not using the shotgun because my other weapon is punch. So I'm going to punch it, <laughs> and I'm going to punch it. Then I punch it again with the other hand. Okay. Punch it, Chewy. So I make it's disadvantage when I use double attack, right? Yep. Okay, but I get to, but I get to swing twice. You do. All right. So attack one with disadvantage is a uh, seventy-eight out of eighty-eight. Well, first your target's going to attempt to dodge out of the way of the first. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, That is a wolf on its dodge. The second one is a 37 out of 88. In a row? (laughs) If only. So it was going to dodge with disadvantage and this Biaki rolled a hundred. Love it. I love it. So he went face first into his fist. So, so what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is this is sort of like Iron Mike likes punch out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you accidentally dodge into one of the, you know, you you, you were meant to go right, but you actually go left. That's what this Biaki does. It dodges the first attack wild left, and then it thinks you're going to go right. And, and it heads down into the, to the right, but that's not a, a good way for it. Um, which is where you swing. Good. So with a with a flourish, that second hand comes in and it is going to impale. I love it. So with a, with an impale, that's twelve. That's twelve real. And that weapon's enchanted. Yes. 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 And so it it just gets through armor. It bypasses any damage reduction. Any damage reduction. That, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you nearly take the head off. That that is going to mean that it will now and the other guy will get a chance to take their actions on seventy. Yay! Well, you know what? I think honestly, it is going to try to bite you. I would like to fight back. You can absolutely do that. That's a five. Oof! Hey, hey, that's that's a ninety-four. Uh, so I didn't roll anywhere near where I needed to be. So go ahead and roll damage. That does uh, five out of eighty-eight is an impale as well, right? Uh, yeah. So, what's your base damage? D8. Okay, you no strength bonus. No strength bonus. I'm still not big. I'm not big. <laughs> it's an impale, so it's eight plus a D8. Yeah, that's what I rolled last. I rolled a four last time. That's why it was twelve. You'll you'll kill it outright. Just in time for the third one, its friend, to land nearby. And this would be a fight back with disadvantage, is that right? Um, that's... Can I, or do I have to dodge now? You Well, you're not being attacked yet. Like, the first one, you punch in the head, and 
then when it tries to come in and snap, you you told it once, now you tell it twice, and uh, it dies. It falls from the mountain. Okay. The other one, though, is going to attack the doctor. Fight back, doc. Now we find out if the occultist that I got this walking stick from was a big enough self-serving piece of shit to have it enchanted. Because <laughs> I have never used it in combat. That's true. There's time for everything. Yep. <laughs> the doc is going to definitely fight back Go for in this it. case. 21 under 70 with a hard success, sir. Yes. so good. Okay. So go ahead and roll. Uh, Sword cane should be a d6. Uh, three. Okay. You deal three damage to it. Uh, you get in under the bite and then stab at its sort of rough fur and tough hide body. It does not really go in very far, but mm. you're there and you definitely have bled this thing. So you know it bleeds, it can die. Oh, well, if it has, if it has blood, it has organs. Right. Uh, so that would be your turn, Miss O'Shea, on 65. I'm going to look at it and look at its wing and cast Wither Limb. Okay. That is an opposed pow roll. Oh, boy. Um, It's an 83 out of 92. Okay. Um, If I need to, I will spend block. You do not. It failed its pow roll. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's three. Okay. But also 2d10 con is permanently lost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. And this is the one the doctor is fighting. 12 con. It loses 12 con. Okay. Yeah, it definitely withers. You're not sure it could fly at this point. You see that sort of crooked vestigial wing forward that they help, that helps, I guess, helps them walk if they need to. Doctor, you see it wither before your eyes. Um, and there is a it gets bathed in a yellow glow which seems to emanate from Maeve's mouth she sort of sings into the air and it crumples and uh, now Doc on 55 it's going to be your action so you may take your full action well now it might have less hit points it does have and that is exactly what I'm going to test is I'm going to attempt to use this here sword cane to unzip its front oh Okay. Uh, 16 under 70 for a hard success, sir. Okay. Yikes. Yeah, that's a good roll. That was a 60. I rolled a 69. Nice. You know, as I say, I could spend it to an extreme. Could I do that? You could. Oh, to impale it? And cause it to be an impale. Nice. I would like to do that, yes. That is, let me see, for 70... Uh, an extreme would be... What, 15? Is it 15? Yeah, I think Okay, so. then, I, then I will spend the one luck. Because yeah. 65 is 13. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so it's six damage, then plus a d6 rolled. All right, so eight total. Okay. I lop off the non-withered wing. You definitely, you've definitely dealt it damage without question. Um, and so now, as they have arrived, I'm going to make, I don't think I've ever done this before, 
I'm going to make a group sanity roll for your villagers. Because, of course, the Byaki are unnatural. They shouldn't be looking at it. They should be looking at the eye. I get that. But there's an there's a size 90 creature that is swarming multiple swarming creatures. Damn, that's a pretty good roll. That's a 29. Um, I'm going to say that the villagers are able for this round to concentrate on what's going on and you do not lose the ritual. So, top of the round, that would be Sam, 75. Doctor is playing with the one. Maeve seems to have gotten involved with that one as well. So, is that the one in the middle that came with the Doctor, or was it the other one? No, the, the third one landed basically to take the place of the one you killed. Okay. Then I will... Uh, reposition myself and I will uh, attempt to flay it from the outside. Okay. F- fillet it rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go for I will go for both hands again. So first attack is a 76 under 88. Okay, I'm gonna fight back. Okay. That's a three. Okay. Uh, yeah, you go to fillet this thing and it learned from its, you know, brother, sister, etc. It learned the lesson that it watched on the way in and it ducks and then bites down on your arm. It does a D6 damage. That's a six. Ouch. And then it's a fight back, so it can't do its maneuver. Be very happy that you cannot be maneuvered at this point during a fight back. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and make your second attack now. Now, it's it's got a hold of my one arm, so I'm going to go ahead and give it the other one. I'm going to try to put it right. I'm going to try to put it in the face. In its face! This thing doesn't even have eyes, does it? It just has like a mouth or something. No, it's got eyes. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. Sorry, I got to go back. Oh, go ahead. Um, it has a damage bonus of a D6 too. So you take six plus the damage bonus, which is another six. Jesus. Sorry. Got to be done. No, you're fine. So you definitely get chomped. Okay. 71 under 88 for the second one. Uh, It's going to try to dodge with disadvantage. God, no. Two. Two damage. So on 70, the withered one is going to go. How is it not dead yet? It's not dead yet because it has damage reduction. Oh, right. That is an attack, uh, a bite attack coming at you, Doctor. That is a 20. You can dodge or fight back your choice. I will be fighting back. Okay. He has a hard success. I also have a hard success, 25 under 70. Oh, okay. So since your skill is higher, I'll say that you dodge. Fantastic. Uh, I will let him get in nice and close, though. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. He'll go ahead and take his second attack, then. Okay. And try to bite you again. Sure, sure. That's a 21. All right. I got a 30 under 70, another hard success. Okay. Uh, You get snapped at a whole bunch, but you manage to deftly maneuver yourself at this point, um, both Sam and 
Maeve are probably seeing something out of the doctor that they have not seen before as he, despite the situation, lets out almost a, 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 a laugh like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. And, you know, as he spins back on one foot and continues to spar with this creature from the beyond with a blade. You, uh, you hear a hinge and good old swivel hips is at it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so that was 70 uh, for that one. And then now the one on Sam will get its attacks as well. So that is a miss, which you are available to fight back for if you'd like, Sam. I would love to fight back. Uh, that is a 35 on my fighting back. Um, go ahead. Yeah. You hit roll damage. One. Take that. It's going to take its second attack. Okay. Yeah, okay, so that is a successful bite attack. I would like to dodge. You can. Dodge if you'd like. I would like to, I would like to evade with a two. Yeah, okay, you get the hell out of the way. Uh, as you get the hell out of the way, it uh, snarls and calls out. And it's okay. The one that Alex is fighting is also going to have be withered. Okay, so contested pow. Yep. Pow, 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 pow. Yep, I failed my pow with an 83. Oh, okay. 68 out of 92. Roll damage. Two points of damage. 11 con. Mm-hmm. It's permanently missing. Okay. I get, it's a D6 sand. Was it a D6 sand the last time too? Because yeah. you casted it last round. So that's a one, so you don't take any sand loss on that. Nice. And that is also a one. So oh, your hardened your hardened versus the mythos shows up twice. Three. Um it's pretty scary to hear somebody sing behind you in a non human chorusing and then watch like yellow rays of magical energy envelop the person or the thing that you're fighting, Sam. But at this point it's all glowing and dervishing for you. I mean, it's honestly, it's my favorite song. Absolutely. Uh, so, Doctor. Well, this thing is definitely going to need... It's uh, I'm not quite done with this operation. Right. Uh, you know what? I will actually spend... That uh, was a 74 over 70. Mm-hmm. Um, I will spend the 5 down to make that a 69. Nice. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to fight back. Of course. That is a failure I fight back, so please roll damage. That is a five. Okay. Now it drops. Doc takes the opportunity to draw the blade back out and then put it into the eye socket of this thing carefully. One more time. It falls back over the side of the cliff, tumbling back down where its other brethren were. Uh, I'm going to make, at the end of the round here, a sanity roll to see if your people, your villagers, keep it together, Miss O'Shea. Oh, yeah. That's a five. Nice. They're like, they got this. We're good. They continue to bleed for you. Good. They should. Because I'm, like, up on top, like, casting and shit, looking all magnificent and shit. That's one way to put it. (laughs) Or scary. No, whatever. Right. Which one's scarier, though? Me or the creatures? Me? Yep. I thought so. 
All right, uh, so that's the top of the round now, which will begin with Sam as this uh, final Biaki uh, is attempting to... Um, I lowered well, its hit points. Just hit it real good. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying. Look, okay, the dice do what the dice do. <laughs> so it was a 25 and now it's a 25. I'm going to spend five points of luck to make that an extreme. Okay. I attempted to dodge. It did not go well. Okay. I mean, at least it wasn't 100. Right. <laughs> D8 plus a D8, so that's 8 plus 7, that's 15. Uh-huh. Bring it up. All done. Um, you come in with those crafted claws and make mincemeat out of the front of this thing. I would I would like to test something as as I, I come down with my other hand. Mm-hmm. I will come down with it with an open palm mm-hmm. with the ring spun with like the gem face to the inside of my palm and I'm going to grab it by the face. Okay. And I'm going to see if, if the dream sequence that I saw works. Make me a power roll. So I, I feel it bite. Mm-hmm. Well, not bite. Oh, it's but 18. You know what I mean? It's 18 under 45 though. Yeah, so that's a hard you, success. You feel me. a mystical tug. Come on. And so... Yeah, I'll give you um, the base damage back. I'll give you eight hit points back. Okay. In the most uncomfortable way possible. Um, so the essence of this beast, this creature, exhales through its mouth. Like, it exhales its death breath. And that rattle comes over your body, and it seeps into your pores. And you feel it forcibly stitch your wounds back together. Ice cream. Um, and I think on that bombshell, we'll call this episode to a close. Uh, so things are happening here on the Black Mountain, and I'm sure that they're all fine. They're all fine, and everything will be okay. This is fine. This is totally fine. Everything's fine. And if not, it'll all get sorted out in the end. So thank you so much for listening and uh, sticking with this journey with our Masks of New Step series as Kenya's uh, big finale continues. Thanks, and have a good night.